It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, welcome on back to the boys of 161st Street. This is episode 232, and tonight we're recording this on Monday night. The Yankees are about to hopefully, nope, they just won. They just beat the Rangers in game one of a four-game set. Three games remaining, two of them are in a doubleheader tomorrow, I believe. Am I correct in that belief? Either way. Um, <laughs> Yankees are, are about to complete the regular season. <clears throat> Judge has three games left. He still has not hit home run number 62. Obviously, everybody knows that. They're playing it all over the place. So um, lots of discussions here. We're going to do rounding thirds. Um, we're going to do the postseason roster predictions and a uh, whole bunch of other stuff. But before we get into that, how are we doing, fellas? Today you got Murph, Chandler, Luke, and Damon is uh, MIA because his, his brother got married. And I think he might be napping. He slept through this one, but uh, you guys could uh, you guys can blame him for that. But he's, he definitely needs some sleep. But how are you guys doing, fellas? To the ones that are here, not too bad. But Thanks next time him. we record, it's going to be playoff baseball time. That's true. Yeah, we're gonna. We're probably. We'll, I mean, we're not gonna be in a series, but the regular season sure. will be over. Yeah. Well, we'll be closing out the regular yeah. season. We'll, we won't quite do the uh, 161 awards episode yet, but we will be. Uh, not previewing who we'll be facing, but we will be talking about uh, playoff baseball and getting into that well, mindset. This so, is, this is kind of applicable, I guess, to the Yankees. Did you see they're doing the K Rod broadcast for the Cardinals series? Yeah. What Cardinals series? The Cardinals wild card series. That is horrible. Do they have an alternative? Like they have you, you pick and choose. Nope. Usually they do. They usually. I don't think they're going to do. I don't think they're going to do it the way that they've done it in the past. I think it's going to be Michael K and A Rod calling the game. Yeah, I don't. I don't know all the details. I just read it, and they were talking about it on the broadcast earlier today. So if it's K and A Rod calling the game, I don't love A Rod talking at all ever. But at, at the very least, it's I don't have to see him on TV, so I won't be really that that upset about it. I'm glad it's not the Yankees game that they're calling. Yeah, How do you I feel mean, about Joe Buck being gone? I'm upset about it. I'm uh, not going to lie. I don't really like Joe Buck, but it's going to be weird not hearing his voice. That's what I, I mean. I didn't realize that he is gone. Yeah, he's not calling it anymore. Did that like, get that? announced a while ago and I forgot? Or is that new? Yeah, that was that was before the season started. That must, all right, that must be why I forgot. Why is that? But that sucks. I like wow. Joe Buck, so. I don't know. Because uh, I know, I know he's Buck. like... A lot of people don't like Joe Buck, but he, there's a certain just feeling around hearing his voice. It just feels that is October baseball to me. So, you know, it, it's going to we're gonna be missing that. And we're probably just going to end up getting fucking what's his name? I don't remember who it Joe is. Buck's counterpart uh, that fucking shits on the Yankees all the time. John, John Smoltz. I hate him. 
It's not even worth me remembering his name. Um, anywho, you guys want to get into a little bit of injury updates before we get into rounding third? Uh, wait, sorry. One more thing on that. Is it Joe Davis? Uh, I don't know. He's been doing it all up. year, I think. Is he doing the playoffs? I don't know. I was going to look it up, and then my computer just froze. So I'll tell you in a second whenever it unfreezes. So while it's unfreezing, I'll go through a little bit of uh, housekeeping and go through yeah, some injury right. updates. So, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, Wandy Peralta, uh, he was supposed to be coming back potentially for this series, but he won't travel with the Yankees uh, on Monday for the final series of regular season. Um, he's probably going to be back by the DS, so that's good because he's like one of two lefties that will probably have in the bullpen and the entire pitching staff as a whole. Uh, Andrew Benatendi uh, took his first day of dry swings on Saturday, and he's been recovering from breaking his right uh, hamate bone. Unlikely to return before the AL Championship Series, one article that I read said. Um, I'm not sure I mean, if you guys heard different. hand and he's taking just now swinging a bat for the first yeah. time. I'm not optimistic. Granted, he does have a, a we, we do have a bye, so there's a three game series that he he will have that time to uh, get up to speed. But if we're being honest, and if he's just taking dry swings now, I don't necessarily want him to come in in a DS when you know a guy like his the person he's he's going to be replacing would be Cabrera, and awesome. I, don't, I, I don't really. I mean, want he would that, be a so. good defensive replacement and base runner. And that's what we talked about, not last episode, but the episode uh, per, before. Cabrera? Is that... No, 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 Benintendi. Like, he would be replacing all... Cabrera, but yeah. I'm saying if Benintendi saying. comes back and he's not 100% healthy, like that's still a pretty damn good option off the bench to you know, have his fucking moment or go out there and you know, play defense or run the bases or do literally anything that isn't you know taking four bats a game. Where is so, your handmade I bone? Mean, it's in, it's your, in wrist, your hand. Like, right okay, here. so yeah, he can he can run Not and do that. all that stuff. Yeah, but that yeah that affects your. My point in saying that the dry swings aren't encouraging is because think about any time you hurt your hand even a little bit, how much that affects your swing, and then imagine breaking your hand and going from dry swings to hitting major league pitching in less than a month. Like yeah, I mean you jam one or you do a half check swing and you reaggravate that like right. fucking that. I mean, that's I'm pretty sure that's how he heard it anyway, right? Was on a check swing trying to hold up. I think he got hit in the hand, didn't he? I don't I don't think so. I think most no? most handmade injuries are from that like weird flex when you're trying to stop a swing. I could be wrong, but I think I thought I, I knew it was a check swing. I like remember the play, but I, for some reason I thought it hit him while he was checking. But I could be very wrong. I, yeah, I don't I know. Mean, e- either way, either that's way. Yeah. a pretty common way of hurting it for baseball players. So that's an, I mean, that's a big risk if you're coming back. I, I don't know. Uh, the whole point is I think he provides a lot of value, even if he's not your starting left fielder, I would much rather have him on the roster than say Marwin. I'd have rather have him on the roster than a lot of guys. I mean, he, he provides a lot of value, even if it's not with the bat. Yeah. And then Carpenter's right. like the other set, but then you're taking up two, if you bring back Carpenter, who probably can't field very well or run very well, it's like you're filling two roster spots to do one. Yeah, he's not going to field. Like one can field, one can hit. He's not going to field. Have Carpenter at all. hit and let Ben and run and field for him. Yeah, if we could combine their their healthy parts of their body, we can create one healthy player. So it would be, I mean, because Carpenter, I guess a little update on him now, uh, as he, he obviously the broken right foot has healed enough to where he took swings during batting practice on Friday. Uh, though he seemed like he was using more of his upper body than he normally would have been if he was totally healthy. Uh, the Yankees have not ruled him out for getting at-bats during this Rangers series. So um, it 
The team could also send him to the taxi squad camp in double A Somerset, but um, oh, I thought they did. Did they, they? I mean, this is when I I, I read an article, so this is as of a day ago. So they could have totally already done that. Uh, but I think Cone, for for what it's worth, today on the broadcast, Cone was saying if it was up to him, his bench would be DJ and um, and Carpenter on the bench, coming off as bench hitters, and then Higgy. Right. Uh, I mean, he was just talking about the people that are coming back from injury. DJ on the bench? Yeah, because, I mean, he's not fully healthy. He can't run. It's bothering him when he swings. They rushed him back just so he could try and get some kind of rhythm before the playoffs. He didn't even play a full game today. He's sitting out pretty much every other – Oh, no, his swing looks fine. And that's what they were saying. He was driving the ball all over the field during batting practice and everything like that. It's just – at playing the field and running for him is kind of a struggle. And if you re aggravate it or anything like that, and he's just playing in pain, then you lose his bat too. So, yeah, I don't hate it. I mean, the way that everything's kind of shaken out over the last few weeks anyway, I mean, Donaldson's been playing an okay third. I mean, he's been playing great third base, hitting okay as of late, which pains me to say as we all know I don't like him. As the resident IKF's, Donaldson hater. <laughs> I hate that motherfucker. But, I mean, even IKF, who I also don't like, he can't field, and that's never going to change. But his his the way he throws the fucking ball, I was watching it today, it physically, like, it makes me ill to watch him throw a baseball across the diamond. It's disgusting. Yeah, but I he, mean, either way, over he's his last Over fine. his last 30, yeah, he, he's got a 116 WRC plus, like, two, batting 273. Obviously, still. I mean, actually, I was gonna say, obviously, still isn't hitting for power, but he has three home runs over that time span. So that's more than Rizzo, Hicks, Donaldson, tied with Donaldson, more than Higgy, who's been hot for the last, you know, fifteen games or so. Um, yeah, just, I mean, I guess my point is that he's gonna play anyway. So scratch that. Glaber's been arguably our best player yeah. for the last month and a half. I mean, take out judges for that outside weeks. of the guy who's. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean, though. I do. Yeah. But, I mean, Glaber's just been absolutely incredible since the beginning of September. So, uh, I think he's pretty much locked himself into an everyday starter role. And he's been there, done that in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, if, if I had to put money on it, I would have Donaldson a third, IKF, yeah. Glaber, and Rizzo. And then you have, you know, uh, DJ and Matt Carpenter coming off the bench. So, I see where yeah. Cone's coming from. And, it, I mean, it does make sense. It's weird to say out loud that DJ is not going to be starting playoff games just knowing the caliber of player he is. But, but just health-wise, it, it kind of makes sense, especially healthy, when you have other guys like Cabrera who's been he playing. Was a, he was a late scratch tonight. Did they say that? I didn't yeah, see anything sick. that said that that wasn't a health thing. Okay, he was sick. I didn't yeah, see that. Yeah, he was that. sick. Okay. It was fine. He just I had, figured he it had, wasn't a big deal. But. Yeah, it was quote-unquote flu-like symptoms. So, I mean – Honestly, let's finish up the um, the injury updates. And on, we, we already pretty much had the conversation. So before rounding third, let's just go through the, the playoff roster predictions, if that's if that's cool with you. Because we already kind of already said most of the stuff. Um, so the the remainder of the injury updates is Clay Holmes. What was the, what was the status on him? Hoping to have him back uh, by the DS. Although with that, it's a shoulder throwing shoulder rotator cuff yeah. problem so seems also optimistic <clears throat> and like he could come back and try to pitch through it so and, rotator uh, cuff scares the living hell out of me yeah me too and ron marinaccio is day-to-day with a shin issue i think he'll be fine but um with that being said my prediction i guess we'll start here i'll do 
Actually, before that, let me start with the 2021 playoff roster just to give a little blast from the past real quick. <clears throat> this was the lineup that was... you want to call that the playoffs. Yeah, this was the lineup that was submitted for the, the wild card last year in 2021. So the 26-man roster consisted of 14 hitters and 12 pitchers. That obviously probably a little different. It's probably going to be 13 and 13 or weighted towards the the pitching side just because you you don't need as many pitchers in, in a uh, wild card series. So... Um, they carried 14 hitters, 12 pitchers. The hitters being Odor, Rizzo, Torres, Urshela, Andrew Velasquez, Rob Brantley, Higashioka, Gary Sanchez, Tyler Wade, Greg Allen, Joey Gallo, Brett Gardner, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, and then the pitchers being Chapman, Cole, Nestor, Domingo, Chad, Clay Holmes, uh, Mike King, RIP, Johnny Luiziga, Lucas Lickey, Julie Rodriguez, Sevi, and Wandy Peralta. So... If you want to look at the way I, I wanted to look at this, just to see like how many righties did they carry, how many p- pitchers versus hitters did they carry, how many starters, relievers, etc. Uh, in the relief pitcher category, they have an even split of four and four righties and lefties, and then all four starting pitchers were righties. So, with that being said, on um, that's that's where I start to to question things on who's going to make this year's roster, is because you know obviously you do want to have a good split. They had an exact even split last year. Maybe that was a little bit of just, you know, that's what they had. But that comes a lot into question here, and that's what I'm trying to understand from you guys. What you think, um, or how much of that you'll you'll uh, you think they'll lean towards the the righty lefty matchup situation. But let's go with the the guarantees is, and I and I think probably for this series, I'm assuming 13 and 13. I think that's. Uh, fair to assume, yeah. unless you guys can convince me otherwise. Um, I talk think about that. Cohen said today on the broadcast that they might carry an extra position player. So, okay. again, that that's just—that's. Mean... I mean, that's just him speculating on the broadcast. So, who knows? But um, for the purposes was... here, let's go thirteen, and well, then we could talk about the guys that are fringe. So, the guys that are locks in my mind, and stop me if you think that I am misspeaking. Uh, Garrett Cole. Any qualms there? I'm kidding. <laughs> Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, uh, Scott Efros, Domingo Herman, Jonathan Luiziga, Ron Marinaccio, uh, Luis Severino. If huh? If healthy, if of healthy, course. He's, Ron, he's fine. Ron Marinaccio. Let's operate under the assumption that uh, Marinaccio and Clay Holmes will both be ready for the DS because that's what it sounds like they're leaning yeah. towards. So. Right. So, and I'll, I'll go. Marinaccio, maybe. I don't know about Holmes, but yeah. They said know. he's going to be back today. So, so let's, let's, why don't I just do the pitchers first? So let me, let me repeat those names. Well, so let's do this. Let's do four starters. Can we, <laughs> can we say Cole, Nestor, Sevy, and JMO for the four starters? Yes. Those were the on. four that I had. Cool. And then Domingo is a fifth slash bullpen yep. guy. And honestly, I mean, I'll, I'll consider Mont, uh, Frankie Montas in that as well, but he's, everybody knows he's going to be opener slash bullpen and, if he even comes back. He won't be back by this until the CS. Okay, so then he doesn't even count. So um, do we think the big question here is Araldis Chapman on this list? No, absolutely not. I think he played himself out of it last night if he wasn't done before that. And if he is on this roster, then that's a fucking just absolute slap in the face to everybody else on this team. He should, have been, a- he should be DFA'd. He shouldn't even be on the team the last fucking three games. Like... He has completely lost it. He has nothing. He provides absolutely fucking nothing to this team. Sorry. He doesn't. He's I mean, useless. I, I agree. I don't see the value in DFAing him because there's no buddy you're going to bring up in place of him. But 
Yeah, I agree. He shouldn't be on the playoff roster. And if it made sense to DFA him to put somebody else on the 40 man, then by all means he should have been. Um, but yeah, I, unless for some reason they carry 14 pitchers, maybe he's the 14th. Cause I don't know who else would be, but why carry 14 just to have him sit in the bullpen and either not throw or come and throw whatever he was just doing the last basically the whole season. It sucks. There's no reason to have him on the playoff roster in my opinion. either. I think there's no way. I think the one, no way. The one wrinkle the I want to throw in there is, is that he is if, the, if, if Wandy Peralta does not come back or come back fully healthy, then Aroldis Chapman is the only lefty outside of Lucas Lickie, if you want to consider him on this roster. There's one, if you have Chapman, Wandy, and Litke, that's three lefties. I don't think you're going to get all three. So Two things. One, I don't think you can, I think you're reading way too much into this righty-lefty thing. I know, and that, that was my next question, is how well, much do you at, care? Look at guys like Scott Efros, who Scott Efros is more effective against lefties than he is righties. So... You have a guy like that. You have a guy like Marinaccio who's change up plays against lefties. I mean, these are these are guys that are not lefty specialists, but they get lefties out just as well as righties and just as well as any of the lefties on the roster. So and those are two of your dominant arms. I'm uh, forgetting which year it was. It was either twenty nineteen or twenty twenty that we went up against the Astros and they didn't have a single lefty in their rotation or their bullpen. Granted, we had a really he- righty heavy lineup, but you know, it's something to consider. Because 2020, we got knocked out by the, the Rays. So, yeah, it must have been 20, 2019. And, yeah, they didn't have a single lefty in their bullpen, and I believe they didn't have a single lefty starter either. We didn't but have a single righty in our lineup. Starters. I think I think what well, you said before about no, that is right. pretty relevant to that. I think they did that on purpose. It's like when the Rays but we do, do that, have right? at least a lefty. That lefty is Lickie slash – I mean, I'm assuming in this scenario that Wandy does come back. So, Wandy – and then we can have the conversation, but Licky might be one of the odd men out. Licky's on the I fringe think, here. I don't think Licky or Chapman make it. So Wandy's our only lefty. Does either? That's fine. I don't uh, necessarily like I said, care that much. I just do think having one is like. And here, and here's the I thing too. I know the Yankees operating. care more than I care about righty lefty matchups and stuff like that. We've seen that in the past, so that's why I'm saying it. It, it would kind of be naive to think that they only carry one lefty. So Listen, I would I, agree I, with you if real quick, Murph, uh, yep. I would agree with you if they didn't use Efros as kind of a extra lefty arm. Like I know he's not lefty, obviously, but they've used him in situations where a lefty's coming up or they're pinch hitting a lefty because they know how devastating that arm slot and the movement on his pitches is to lefties. So I, I, th- I think you can almost count him as a left-handed pitcher just because of how his stuff plays. I could agree with that, but the one thing is that he's going to be throwing in situations regardless of the handedness. Like he he's going to be one of the high leverage guys at this point, and so you're not going to be scared to put him in against a lefty, obviously, but you're also not going to want to use him to get one out against a lefty or you know like in a lefty specialist situation because you're gonna he's going to be one of those high leverage guys. He got the save tonight, and then we're also I think operating too much under the assumption that these guys are all going to come back. Like, well, let I, me, I don't let me argue something I... with you here on that is that most of these arms that we have, because we don't have a dominant closer, because we don't have one or two guys that are that guy, I would argue that Marinaccio, Clay Holmes, right or wrong, F Ross, uh, 
missing somebody Lou Trevino, even these guys are all high leverage guys that aren't going to be put in for lefty righty matchups. These are your late inning guys that you're kind of sticking with ride or die. And that's three borderline, four of them. I, I don't know why you need a lefty specialist. And maybe that's not no, I, compl- I agree maybe that that's not a compliment one. on the bullpen if those are your top guys. But, I mean, they've done a fine job outside of the last month. I mean, well, they've kind of come back down to earth, you know. It's somewhere in between what their September was or their August, whatever the month is that we were talking about where the bullpen kind of flew under the radar as being pretty bad. So, they're somewhere in between the dominant start and that. But – like we've talked about time and time again, we don't have that dominant closer. We don't have that. It's going to be a closer by committee. And the fact that you have those three or four people that are in play for that closer by committee kind of means that you have to trust all of them in those high leverage situations. Yeah, no, I, Sorry I, to interrupt I, thing, you. I just, no, you really didn't. Cause you had actually made a good point because the thing that I'm, I'm not op- operating under the presumption that Holmes, Marinaccio, and Wandy are all going to be back and fully healthy for the DS. So I, I think am. that there are holes to fill there. Especially, I'm especially worried about Holmes. The Marinaccio thing, if he's been dealing with it all year, you want to give him a little rest for the playoffs to hopefully get rid of it, fine. I don't really know what the deal is with him there, but it, it worried me, at least. I'm very worried about Holmes because shoulder stiffness and rotator cuff, the word rotator cuff is scary on its own. And then, you know, Wandy's been out for a little while with a back thing that you never know how he's going to come back from that. So for all three of them to come back in the CS and pitch to the expectation that we have based on the, how the rest of the year before this is gone, I think is we're, we're t- taking it for too much. Like, I don't I don't think that that's a given for them me, to come back and slide into those high leverage spots right away. Let me ask you this. Um, if assuming they are back just for the sake of argument, two spots remaining. Castro, Chapman, Licky, Clark Schmidt, who are the two that get the spot? Castro, I think, is a lock. Yeah. Um, and then it just comes down to to me, I think Chapman's gone. I think it comes down to Licky versus Clark Schmidt. And I think Clark Schmidt, Clark Schmidt's the logical option. He gives you he gives you more of a for lack of a better term, that Swiss Army knife role. I mean, mm-hmm. he can go out there, he can give you three, four innings, he can give you mop up duty so you don't have to I mean, we've seen it in the past. Like look at when we played the Red Sox in two thousand eighteen and Sevy blew up, the game where he showed up late. We had to cover eight innings of baseball with a bullpen and then go out and win a short series. Clark mm-hmm. Schmidt gives you that guy that you can toss in there and you can run him four or five innings and Domingo you can save too. that bullpen. Domingo well, too, so th- but then you, gonna... then you have two of them. Then you have two of them. No, no not, that wasn't an argument against him. No, that's no, what no, I was no, going to mention is I also think it's Clark Schmidt. But, yeah, Domingo, I think, is going to be that guy before Clark Schmidt. But it doesn't hurt to have two. And if you're looking just mano we mano, nothing else considering one inning, clean inning, doesn't even matter leverage. If I'm picking Clark Schmidt or Licky, I'm going to take Clark Schmidt. I just have more confidence in him. So, for that reason alone, I'd want Clark Schmidt. And then the Swiss Army knife that we were just talking about is just, you know, an added bonus because we do have that guy in Herman, fortunately. What I will say is but, Lickie's you know, had, a, had a pretty nice season and it'd be tough to kind of leave him off the roster in my mind. And as, and being a lefty, I know you guys didn't really care as much, but I do think that that plays in this decision. They could also, if you have two of them, you could have one of them open and have the other come in after. If the, if you want to do the opener thing, I don't really necessarily see the need. We have four pretty solid starting pitchers, but if the situation presented itself, that's at least an option. Yeah, all this to say, I do think that we've all made the argument that Chapman should not be on the roster. Because yeah, I, no, I, w- I would take Castro, Lickie, and Clark Schmidt all over him. That was going to be I don't think it's a debate. Though, that Chapman's off the roster. 
Okay. Do you want to? Do you want the floor? Or did we already talk about it? No, we we we, nailed, we hit everything already. Just don't <laughs> expect me to have a running. All right. Well, so. I apologize for jumping the game. No, no, no. On don't, don't apologize. We talked about it. That's all, all we right. needed. Um. So that so rounding this out, then our thirteen pitchers that we'll carry on the roster. We'll get to the hitters in a second. Are Miguel Castro, Cole, Nestor, Efros, Domingo, Clay Holmes, Lasagna, Marinaccio, Sevi, Tyone, Trevino, Wandy, and I think it's going to be Licky. But I think it so is too. It's probably going to be Licky. Do we think that there's a chance? I know it wouldn't be for the DS. If, say everyone that we just mentioned is still healthy and Montas suddenly comes back, do we think there's any way that they activate him? Whether they go to 14 pitchers and don't cut anybody out, or do you think they cut somebody out? No, they'll absolutely find a spot for him, but just because of what they should. Has he deserved to be there? Absolutely fucking not. But because of the price they paid for him, he will be on that team if he's healthy in some way, shape, or form. If I'm being honest, I know he's been shit, but – just out of pure curiosity, I want him on that roster. If it's Licky or him, I know Licky's been effective this year. And honestly, I'd probably swap out somebody else for and let Licky be on there. I, I think it'd be silly to not have Montas on here just to see because you never, you don't even know. He could be the best playoff pitcher on the planet. Like, you don't know. I know he's hurt and he's been shit, so the odds are pretty stacked against him. But that that uh, curiosity part of me is it's, it's an itch that I want to scratch. And I think playoffs Yankees isn't too. the time for curiosity. I know. I'm I just. I'd, I'd be. I can't give a situation that I'd be comfortable with him coming in a playoff game unless we're up eight runs. Then is that one of the worst trades of all time? Then because we just traded for him at the deadline, and he not only has been shit in the in the regular season, got hurt, and then it won't even be on the playoff roster in in a in a relief role. Well, he's. I think he's been shit because he's been hurt, and so it might have been a bad trade at the time of it because we were worried about that before they even traded. Yeah. Him. People we were, were talking about like, oh, him already be being hurt. And then he wasn't. And then, you know, while isn't doing very well. So like, neither is Sears. You know, so JP I mean, Sears, yeah. like, so it's not like if they were tearing it up, maybe, but like, I think it's still too early. Cause and, you know, and that's he, the thing you could really say well next year. Yeah. That's the thing you could say about arbitration. I was going to bring that up. I was going to say like, that's the thing. If you want to look at the trade and, Revisit it right now. Wallachuk and Sears are pitching like shit in Oakland. And, you know, we do have him for next year. So all else equal, I, we wouldn't have Waldachuk or Sears on this roster, I don't think. I mean, Sears is pitching well before, but he's really pitching bad. And I think, assume that that, honestly, I'd assume that he probably would be doing worse here than in Oakland because, you know, people, Oakland's a friendly place to pitch in terms of no, there's no, pressure whatsoever so i think it's fair to assume that neither of those two would be in consideration for the playoff roster and because montas is that's kind of a win right now obviously if you if you ask us five years from now and they're both studs then yeah we lost but at the time right now plus having the extra year next year I, i'm not as upset about that trade uh, obviously very very big letdown I think what Murph said about the injury is probably the biggest takeaway out of this trade right now. Uh, if he comes out next year and throws up a fucking Joey Gallo, like, you know, second year with the team, then you can start talking. But if he never fully recovered from that injury and, you know, like we've talked about in the past, the velocity took a, you know, it took a huge hit and so did the location. So did not necessarily the stuff. He was still dropping good splitters in there. He had some good movement and depth on his pitches, but the location was just nowhere near where it needed to be. The velocity was down. I 
I think he was hurt. I think he, maybe the A's pushed him back. Maybe he pushed himself back, but I, I, then honestly, that's not even that shocking. Like if you're the A's, what incentive do you have to not push him back and cash out on your injured pitcher? I mean, yeah, they, they got what, like four top 20 prospects for him. So if he's healthy enough to where it's not going to damage it further and you can, you know, with a relatively good conscious and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but from a purely business perspective, which is what a lot of these guys do, especially cost-effective teams like the A's. Uh, what What's to say they didn't rush him back just so they can nice cash out on him as a That's what the Yankees <laughs> they are, they, they are cheap. They knew this you was said a cost-effective. It's a very nice way well, of saying cheap. Yeah, no, they don't have, you're not cheap. They're not cheap. They just, well, they are cheap, but they don't, it's because they don't have money. They're just, this is not yeah, true. Yeah, own, their owner is one of the yeah. most wealthy owners, so that's just they're a, the poorest team in baseball. I know, but the owner is one of the more wealthy. And look, at, uh, wealthy owners look at the Mets right what now. Is he going to dump the money? money. In? No, they can't fill the seats, so they're not. That's gonna, true. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anywho, let's but, go on to the hitters. Um, the hitters, I think, are a little more cut and dry. There's, uh, you know, this is obviously assuming Ben and Carpenter come back healthy. It's not a he good assumption with Ben Attendee, I know, but. Well, Benintendi's okay, so not going to be back before the season. Don't don't take Benintendi out. So I'll take Benintendi yes. out. That makes it a little bit a little bit uh worth talking about here. Then so I think outside of that, then Carpenter can we we can assume he's probably going to be in. Uh, Carpenter, Higgy, Trevino, Donaldson, IKF, DJ, Rizzo, Glaber, Bader, Oswaldo, Judge, Stanton. That's twelve. So the remaining people, I don't think. Do you have have any qualms with the people that I mentioned making the roster? No, so we're missing one spot. Now, we're right? missing one spot, and that spot can go to either Marwin, Peraza, or Hicks. Fucking Christ. I mean, it's got to be Peraza, go- right? No, they're going to go with Hicks. Wow. Almost guarantee you they go with Hicks. Should Sorry, they? If, can, it was up to, yeah. if it was up to me, I would say Peraza, but there's – I if if I were a gambling man and I use chalkboard to tell my friends about my gambling picks – I would wager that Hicks is that person on the roster. Like a, almost a hundred percent. Like that line would be like minus 5,000. I honestly wouldn't if be you, seeing the field here. If they don't go Peraza, I would, I would prefer them to carry an extra pitcher. And that being so Clark Schmidt. Here's my, here's my thing with Hicks. If he's not on your playoff roster, what incentive do you have to keep him for the last two months after that raise game? And like fucking early September, where he's just booting the fucking ball around the park. He hasn't been hitting all year. What because if what people inc- because if people all drop dead, they have a body. That's why. You have bodies. You have bodies <laughs> that are just as just as capable as Hicks in the minor leagues. M- multiple ones of them. That's true. I even, mean, fuck, like I know Florial, I, I know he's been that's up what and I'm down. Saying. Yeah. No, I know. But I, even even Florial's a plus glove, and he's faster than Hicks. Yeah, so, so he, he has I, a purpose on a playoff roster. Like he could be a, a defensive replacement for somebody. He's, or He's also been – I mean, we always say that one home run's the reason that the Yankees <laughs> still even have him. But, like, that aside, like, he's still been there in the playoffs. And if you need a guy in a pinch, bottom no. of the bench, come in, work a walk, nope. something, I feel like Stop. that's why that they're down. saying – Nope, I, listen. Are you, are you talking saying, about Hicks? And Hicks, you know what? He was a waste of space. I agree all year. But you, you can tell in the last, like, he got a little kick in the ass the last, like, week or two where, like, he was pretty much wrote himself off the roster. But then you see today he's rounding third actually hard. And you're like, okay, like, he's trying to fight for a playoff spot at least. And, like, maybe I don't think he's the right fit 
don't take that like and run with it and say that I want Hicks on the roster because that's just not true. But I, I mean, feel like they're going to have him on there, and that's why. I mean, and that's what they're thinking. Brian Cashman's wet dream came true that we won a minor league championship in Somerset. And, I mean, I think that just speaks to the depth of the fucking minor leaguers. Look at your minor leaguers in double A. And, and th- these guys are blocked. Like, a lot of them are blocked. Like, look at your double A roster. Brandon Lockridge, Pereira, Dominguez. Fucking, there's three or four more on that team, I'm sure, that I'm leaving off. Like, and then go down to AAA, and you've got a bunch of old-ish major league players and then guys that are fringe, a, a bunch of 4A players, which Hicks, I would argue, is a 4A player, if not worse. I don't give a flying fuck about his home run three years ago. Sorry, I don't. I I just don't. Like, no, that's I don't fine. Either. That's fine and dandy. You're in a playoff race, and you can't fucking catch a baseball? That was a massive game. Like, I would argue that that's just as important as a playoff game. Like yeah, at that no, point, right. at that point, we were free falling. We were snowballing. Like it wasn't even a guarantee we were going to make the playoffs at that point. He single handedly cost that game, and that dropped us to I think a two and a half or three and a half game lead. That was a thirteen game collapse, and not to say that he's the sole purpose for it, but when you're in that kind of situation and you're in that kind of spot where you need to win a game and you need to give it your fucking all and. I mean, just play routine baseball and he can't do it? No. I'm sorry. I don't care what you did three years ago. I really don't. I don't care what you did last year. Listen, I agree. If you can't make a routine play with the season on the line at this point, then you have no fucking spot on this roster. I don't care what you do in meaningless games. Listen, I agree. If I made the roster, I would not have him on it either. But at the same time, like you said to begin with, why didn't they? De- why didn't they cut him? However long ago, why is he still on the roster two months later, going leading into the playoffs? And why is he playing in these games leading into the playoffs? No, my bo- my only bone. They're going to keep with- him. My only bone to pick with you on this one is when you said if you need a guy to pinch. I'm saying that's die, what they're thinking. That's what they want him to okay, be. Okay, I'm not I saying you were that's saying what he that, is. That, no, I thought no, no, you no. were saying that's what you wanted. Excuse me. That's why I got so no, no, no. There. I was going to say there's just no fucking way that. No, I mean, no, I. You're, I do I, not I think Aaron Hicks. Mind, Murph. There's no. no way that you can think. <laughs> no, that. no, no. I'm saying that they're thinking about what he did a couple of years ago, and they're thinking about what he is at his best, and they're encouraged probably by the last. I don't know, maybe two weeks, maybe even less than that. But like the reason that he, since he's gotten his, you know, playing in every game again after being benched for that like four game stretch, he's come out, he's come out like it lit a fire under him a little bit. It looks like as much as you can for Aaron Hicks. And I feel like they've seen enough in the last, like at the tail, very tail end of the season for them to want to keep him. Last two weeks of the season, he has a 234 WRC plus batting 400. So, albeit that's in six games, six (laughs) games, but. So. There doesn't matter. That's what they. That's why yeah. they're playing him every day right now. It's because they're like, oh, he's hot going into the play. Like, there, it's enough to keep him there for <clears> the they don't want to get and already give him too much of a leash. You know he's that gonna, too, Chandler. They, they see they see that he was batting four hundred and in the last two weeks, and they're like, wow, can't wait to circle his name. When they're just all I'm saying tonight, so. if he starts a game in the playoffs, he won't, he won't. over Cabrera. He won't. He won't. He. If he does, I think he'd be, but I I do think you'd be silly to think that he would not make it over Peraza and Marwin. No, he'll be, he'll make it. That's why, I mean, that let off saying he's going to make that roster, which sucks, but it's, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't fucking know 
how you leave Peraza off that roster with the way he's playing. I don't know. Really I'm don't. not saying that because I, I think, think he should shouldn't either. be on it. No, I'm no, saying no, no, it because no, 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 we no, all, no. everybody here knows he's not going to be on it. No, no, no. I'm just saying that was just more of a credit to him. I mean, the yeah. I mean, he's hitting well, he's fielding well. I mean, he made a pretty dumb base running mistake tonight, but other than that, he's doing, I mean, he's doing everything right in his limited playing time. That's a tough pill to swallow as a top prospect to come up and just sit on the fucking bench and do, you know, fuck all while you're watching IKF boot routine grounders twice a game. That's tough. And he's handled it well. And he's, he's still doing everything right. So I don't know how you can watch that in good faith as a Yankees front office member and think you're making the right call with IKF when it looks like he's trying to imitate Scott Efros throwing a fucking baseball across the diamond. But yeah. I mean, with that being said too, as well, uh, Peraza over the last 14 has, uh, Ben, he's a 144 WRC plus Ben 385. So he's he's doing pretty much what Hicks is doing, and he's striking out way less. He's striking out half the time that Hicks is. He's at a, got a 15.4 percent strikeout percentage, uh, also in six games, small sample size. But uh, yeah, has he only played short, or has he played other? He's played second, maybe. He played second tonight. Oh, he did play second. Oh yeah, yeah. He's played second twice, and in his entire career before this, like through the minors and everything, I think he played second like eight times. So okay. uh, that's that's the stuff that bothers me. And sorry to go off, you know, the playoff roster here, but that, that just drives me fucking crazy. Like you have a guy right here that is, you got a stopgap shortstop for a reason, and you got a guy out here that's doing everything you could have ever asked out of a top prospect and more, and he's just riding your bench. It's 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 frustrating. Is that's no, I'm with you, but and ICAF's gonna play, and that's fine. He's done fine outside of fielding. He's serviceable yeah. at the plate. And he's he adds, not a good he, shortstop. And you know what? He's not a good shortstop, but he'll he'll add that wrinkle that we've talked about all season is that he can run. He could get singles. Like that's it's a little bit different than the judges of the world. And uh, I don't know. He, he'll be there, so just kind of learn to live with him. So the the hitters will be I, Matt Carpenter. The, for the record, I've learned to live with him. I just wanted to shine some light on Peraza because I don't think any of us expected him to sit the bench and be a every fifth or sixth day player and still perform yeah. at this level. So hats off um, to you. Can I say ball. one other thing? Yep. Of course uh, you can. Sorry. It's also playoff roster related because Higgy's kind of been like tearing the cover off the ball. No, Is he's there on, any he's chance that he starts? Oh, he's, he Is starts. Is he starts? I, like he's so, I, would... I was thinking about this earlier, but go ahead, Luke, and I'll tell you my thoughts. I would have a hard time saying yes, I know, but I could see the He's argument. Four twenty-three in his last seven the, games, yeah, three forty in his last fifteen. Just saying. I could see the argument for yes, and every and knowing the player that Higgy is, I think that you can make the case for it because he's one of the streakiest players that I've ever seen, and you know, I, we've seen that in in the power numbers. And honestly, if we're trying to ride a hot hand, Higgy's the kind of guy who has he's been shown that he hits. When he hits one home run, it's like three in one game. So if you're talking about a guy that can win a playoff series on their own and shouldn't, like he's that guy and you might get lightning in a bottle with him, I don't think you could say the same about Trevino. I think Trevino is more of, I mean, you could say this too, like Trevino over the last 14 is a 22 WRC plus compared to Higgy's 237. So like there, there's a clear difference in the way they're playing right now and I don't think there's a big drop off from the defensive side I think Trevino has a slight nod there but you know I'm starting to convince myself that that Higgy might be the guy Murph you so, at first okay. I was no I'm I just flip flopped over so I don't fuck it up. 
So here's the, here's their splits in the just simply batting average because it's in front of me. In the last seven games, or I'll start with the last 30. In the last 30 games, Higgy's hitting 282, Trevino's hitting 211. Last 15 games, Higgy's hitting 340, Trevino's hitting 182. And in the last seven, Higgy's hitting 423, and then Trevino's hitting 105. And that is their last seven, 15, 30, respectively. So yeah. that's I mean, like, that's, that's, not only is Higgy hot, Trevino's really, really struggling. So obviously the playoffs, you can scratch everything, but if Trevino goes out and goes over three in the first game and first two games of the ALCS or ALDS, then I see no reason to not give Higgy a go. I mean, yeah, Higgy's out hit him in the second half of the season. I mean, we were talking before the season, uh, before the all-star game started that Higgy, if there was an extra month of the season, he probably wouldn't have been on the, he probably wouldn't have been an all-star catcher. So, I mean, yeah, the father time For just not worth. father time but like the the law of averages is pulling him back to to earth he never was that offensive juggernaut of a player that he seemed to be in the beginning half of the year i i do think he, he there's the other aspects of him that he hits clutch and that's something that that could be very useful in a playoff game he, he has a lot of walk-offs for us this year that's another wrinkle that i want to add to the conversation but in in the second like you just mentioned all those different splits 30 days 14 days seven days second half of the year like Higgy is out hitting him in every category and I guarantee the defensive metrics are the same if not like very like slightly different so so looking at the defensive metrics right now both of them Jose Trevino is the number one defensive catcher in baseball and it's not particularly close. also the best framer in baseball which isn't a stat it is a but, stat is but it? And the number nine catcher in baseball is Kyle Higashioka. And that's with them splitting time. So, so. Th- that that's a big thing that I think what you just, I'm, I, I feel bad that I'm flip-flopping here, but the way Trevino catches, like it's what do you prefer? What Would you rather get, you know, the potential spark in one of the nine hitters in a lineup? Or would you rather have a guarantee that the pitching staff has caught well and because everybody's pitched well with Trevino this year. So, I don't know. And how big is the drop off between those pitchers when Higgy's catching versus it might not be much, but I don't know that that's, it's what do you prefer the potential lightning in a bottle and the slightly better defense in one of the nine spots or the way he handles the pitchers in the postseason? game one. So tomorrow, here's, my argu- here's my argument for both, right? So Trevino is pretty much your starter for most of this year. He kind of came in and seized that role. So you can make the argument that he has developed a relationship with this staff that he knows how to call this staff. He knows what they're comfortable with. And you feel good about that going into a postseason game. Theoretically, your offense should be able to produce enough outside of the catcher spot. Luke's been saying it for as long as Gary Sanchez has been on that fucking roster was, I don't care if the catcher hits zero, just give me somebody that can play defense. Well, so, that makes me lean towards Trevino. But the flip side of that, Kyle Gashioka is the longest tenured Yankee since fucking Brett Gardner. So to think that he doesn't have that rapport with the pitchers as well, I mean, that's dumb. So I, I'm i on the fence personally. Literally a personal I catcher have, for half the pitching staff for, for last exactly. year. Exactly. So. I, and I, I sat there today and I was thinking about this before we got you know on here. And I'm, I'm glad we brought it up because I don't know. And I would be perfectly fine honestly to ride the hot hand and right now that's Kyle Higashioka and 
I don't think you're losing any, you're losing a little bit of pitch framing. So I think you play those matchups. If you got a guy that's nibbling on the corners, if you have somebody like Garrett Cole, as much as I hate to say it, who tries to get a little cute with his pitch mix. Sometimes he's trying to nibble corners when he doesn't need to. Maybe, maybe you benefit from having Jose Trevino behind the plate that can steal a strike or two and whatever so have to Cole's, be over the plate as much. Exactly. And whatever's wrong with Cole's mental fucking psyche right now, or if one thing happens, he snowballs, maybe, maybe you benefit from the guy that can frame a little bit better. Sure. And you throw Trevino out there, but if you're looking for the best of both worlds and Kyle Higashioka, like you said, he's one of the streakiest players we've seen in recent memory on the Yankees. Uh, Granted, it's not the greatest sample size, but maybe you start him a little bit. I, I don't know. And I don't think there's, a bad answer here. And that's like, that's a good problem to have that we haven't had in a long time. Yeah. But it's not a good problem to have in the sense that like we have two all-star catchers. It's like, well, we kind of, I don't know. It's, it's very weird. We have two, we have two very good defensive catchers and we have two streaky hitters. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you this. And this is not something that you should base a roster decision off of, but if you go into the bottom of the ninth and you need a guy to come off your bench and hit a single up the middle to tie the game. I don't hate putting Trevino in there. He's been there. Right. And he's, he's been done one it. of the he's, clutchest he's Yankees been, this year. But you can't make a roster decision off that is what I'm saying. But at the same well, time, not, like maybe it'll be considered maybe you though. Keep that in mind. Maybe it, that's, it would be maybe that's, you, You're not going to make the decision, decision based on that, no. but it will be absolutely considered in the same way that you're talking about how hot Higgy is recently. And the, they're talk, also talking about how probably how streaky Higgy is and potentially you can get lightning in a bottle, like we said. So I think all this is considered. Let's end it here. Gun to your head tomorrow. I know where Murph stands. Murph wants Higgy in there. Chandler, who do you want? True. Well, this is assuming Cole's starting <laughs> Tr- game one. Tr- so Trevino. <laughs> well, no, I'm assuming this is because Cole's starting. So I would say Trevino because I don't know. Like I said, I don't know where Cole's head's at right now. It's. And I'm not. Higgy the, was I'm Cole's personal catcher. Oh, sorry. Apparently. Yeah, when Gary Sanchez was the all-star. Yeah, that's this. true. So, um, I think gun to my head, I'm going to go Higgy as well, just because I, I think the benefit he's, he's of, of the potential offense outweighs the difference in treatment of pitchers slash pitch framing and all that stuff. They're, they're going to switch it up. I mean, neither of them are going to catch every game. No, it's going to be even if they probably do, a platoon. The other thing we can talk about is if neither of them are hitting. The other is so good at defense that the the last at bat you can pinch hit for whoever's the that's best true. matchup, and then that's throw true. the other one in. If somebody's having a bad day, out. that's an easy decision. You just have a, once a, the starter's yeah. gone, you know, yeah. throw whoever you sub them out. Because you don't want to switch up the uh, catchers while the starter's still going. But agreed, that was a fun conversation. So uh, the hitters to round out uh, both Higgy and Trevino will be on the roster. Uh, Carpenter, it's actually funny. There was three catchers on the roster last year and i think it's probably more because of that murph is because it was brantley brantley was the third oh my god yeah but i think it's because of that murph i think it's because of the the knowingness that you're going to probably pinch hit for one of them or something like that and or defensive replacement for gary and then you have to have a reserve beyond that it's the defensive replacement thing did gary dh that game i'm not i'm not sure but gotta believe either way um Carpenter, Higgy, Trevino, Donaldson, IKF, DJ, Rizzo, Glaber, Bader, Cabrera, Hicks, Judge, Stanton would be the thirteen. Um, that is the playoff roster. The only sh- the only things I'd be shocked with is if Chapman's on here and if Hicks is not. Those are the, the shocking things for me. 
if yeah, Chapman's think, on that roster, I'm going to lose my because Hicks mind. will be on the roster. We know it, and I I'm hope confident Chapman is that not. position players we have it right, and I think that under the assumptions that we made for the bullpen in the in the rotation, then we we're also right. But I I, yeah. I just have that weird feeling that when they release that DS lineup, either Holmes, Marinaccio, or Wandy, one of those three is not going to be on it. Yeah. Probably I just don't probably Holmes. I don't think you're right on that because I hope I'm wrong. I really do. Well, no, I just don't. Marinaccio is a fucking shin thing, which I'm not overly concerned yeah. about. I haven't read and too I much think on Wandy, the Marinaccio thing. I but. think Wandy, he's been on track. I mean, since the day he left, they were like, "Yeah, he, this is a short." He was potentially going to be. Yeah, he was. He was going to be there tonight. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't. I don't think Wandy's going to be off. He's just another one of those like not the, guaranteed. The only one I could see from a personal standpoint just being a little nervous on his clay holmes but even then they're everything they say i mean they've given update on clay holmes almost every day and every one of them is we ex- we fully expect him to be on the alds roster yeah if it was uh, not that the yankees are that honest about his shoulder yeah. or elbow i would believe it it's the fact that like i said the word rotator cuff man uh can i get into my rounding third it is there pitcher related so um oh, my rounding so third bad. Is that is it? Yeah. Yours is specifically about one pitcher. Mine is not. So mine is about okay. the entire pitching staff as a whole. I think if we're going to make a deep run, and I think I'm leaning towards, I'm I'm feeling confident. Maybe it's just the ignorance and the excitement of the playoffs being around. But and I don't want to go in uh, pessimistic. So I, I think the Yankees are going to make a deep run at least to the ALCS and make it a, a good series. I think for, for funsies, I'll say they'll win the ALCS and go to the world series. That's fun. And if that's going to happen, it's going to be because of the starting pitching. And the, and one thing I wanted to point to in the last 30 days is, and the reason why I'm more confident in this is because they're getting hot at the right time. And when right, this starting pitching can, we've seen it in the first half of the year, they were unbelievable. They were untouched. It was also the the bullpen, but it was, it was mainly the starters that were just night in night out just all of them are going eight strong just doing really good things and in the last 30 days as compared to the rest of the the teams in the MLB all the entire MLB the Yankees starters as a whole fourth in strikeouts 30th in hits allowed that's a good thing seventh in ERA first in opponents batting average against and third in whip so they're getting hot at the right time those are really good, really strong numbers. I mean, you see it night in, night out. Every every pitcher seemingly is throwing a no hitter. I mean, tonight Sevy did, but he got pulled because he he we don't want him. That was get him hurt. Uh, Brian Hoke tweeted about the Sevy thing, and it was basically the best you can put it. It's I think that two things are both true at the same time, and it's that it was the right decision to pull him, but he also would have thrown the no hitter if he left him in. He would have because we pulled him. He said, I believe two things are true. He, I think it was the way he laid it out. He's like, I believe two things are true. Yeah. And the first was like dash. It was the right decision to pull. Him, and then the second was that he would have, he would have thrown it. Well, what was his final pitch count? 96. I think through how much through, through seven. Yeah. I mean, he was, he, he wasn't, if he was, wasn't going to go all the way. Um, if it, it was in July, June, yeah, he, he goes. It sucks because he it was in Texas too. So Texas, you know, Monday night in Texas, the Kluber won last time. I, I it just it was written in the stars. It was probably someone's bobblehead night. It just he would have probably he would have definitely thrown. It. He was he was dominant, Sevy, which I think pairs nicely to another conversation too. Like 
Sevi alone, his impact. I mean, Nestor, Sevi, and, and Cole, if he's right, mainly Nestor and Sevi. I am very confident in those two heading into the postseason. But like even Domingo, man, even Tyone, Tyone had went nine. <laughs> he went, he went a complete game the other day. Like it's just, oh, so that's the thing. This whole, that, that's why I round out, and then I'll pass it to you. This pitching yeah. staff is going to be the reason why we make a World Series run. So here's the thing. I think everything you said is true. Here's the one hole I would poke in it is that Cole we know can go deep if he's hot, but the blow up innings or something. If say even if he washes the other side, you know he he can eat up innings and he can go deep into games. And same clearly with Tyone, but you know Sevy and Nestor don't really go as deep. Sevy, and, I mean Sevy through seven today. I know, but Nestor has really Tommy thrown John more than and seven. Another- Nestor's given you length this this year. Length, too, yeah, he's you know he's given you six and that kind of thing. But you know these dominant postseason pitching appearances that we see guys go deep into the eighth, that kind of thing. That sort of longevity isn't through and through, top to bottom on the rotation. So I agree. I would with argue you, you just don't. Said, I would argue but, you don't need that, and I would argue that in the postseason more so than anything teams rely on their bullpen look at the fucking 2015 kansas city royals they didn't even yeah, have starts that's a great pitching. Point. so that's a great not point. that not that the yankees bullpen is the 2015 kansas city royals do not get me wrong there they are no they don't even fucking sniff that i'm just saying that i don't think that yes starting pitching is important and i think that if you can get length out of your starters great but the leash on starters in the postseason is so short that I don't think that you can say that length out of the That's starters, especially given the guys we have, is a reason for pessimism. That's so very I get fair. where you're. I get where but you're the, coming yeah, from. So but the I second don't part think of that though was that lose. the second part of that though was that the longevity does matter in this case because our bullpen has injuries and holes all over it, where we don't have a closer, we don't have a bona fide two setup guy. So if you don't have a traditional bullpen, we have a lot of guys who are kind of on the same echelon and. Maybe they'll show up, maybe they won't, but you know, realistically, we're probably going to have to fall in three or four guys to step up. And the bullpen is the biggest question mark going into the playoffs. So, you know, a great starting pitching can be spoiled if, if the bullpen doesn't show up. And that's where I'm more concerned about the bullpen than I am the rotation of the lineup. Yeah, the so. rotation's been awesome. And, and one thing on length, Murph, is Nestor Cortez to start to go through a complete game. What are you talking about? Did he? It was through six because he got rained out. Oh, right. I was going to say there's no way he threw nine innings. No, he threw six. But, and I one don't thing think I he's w- thrown over seven this whole year. He threw yes, 7.1 on Saturday. Let me fat checks. Okay, seven. Dude, one. he threw back-to-back games with like eight plus earlier in the year. The but reason his I'll play both are here. I'll play both here. Like three starts. Yeah, I'll play both here. Since, been, since being activated, his last four starts, five innings, five innings, six, 7.1. The most recent one was 7.1. The last two, he's allowed one hit in each. So yeah, he's been no, dominant. I mean, I'm not questioning Nestor, believe me, but I just don't see him as the guy that's going to go throw eight. No. And, and like you said, playoffs, you is, don't need you never, you, you're never, he's probably going to go five no, strong and he's going to give up one hit and he's going to get funky with it. It's going to be great. Probably Domingo yeah, is going to follow say, him. You know what? I'll say that you're both of your arguments definitely proved me wrong. And I appreciate it. And by the way, I said, <laughs> I said, I said, Tyone <laughs> threw a complete game. He did not. No, he went like eight seven point one. Also, no, I don't even think he went that. Yeah, seven point one. I'm a right. silly. I'm silly gonna person. say my rounding third because I'm excited about this and I I, I want to see. I know you're not gonna agree, Luke, but sweet. I uh, 
I legitimately believe this, and I was watching it today. And over the last wait, pause. Few I know this is about Sevy because you said I'm not going to believe it, it, and you and you still think yeah. that I hate Sevy. But continue. You, you do hate Sevy. I legitimately believe. I think Sevy might be the most talented pitcher on starting pitcher on this roster, more so than Cole, more so than Nestor. Just pure raw. Take the injuries out of the equation. Take all things being equal. Uh, I think he might be the most talented pitcher on this roster. Look at him tonight. L- you don't get that out of Cole. And I love Cole. He's sharp. He's a very good pitcher. And I've been one of the people to defend him for quite some time. And I shit on him earlier in the season, but it wasn't, you know, for the last few months I've defended it and so say it's kind of an outlier season, whatever. But watching Sevy over the last two ever since he came off the IL and you see those flashes of 2018 first half Sevy, that's a different pitcher, dude. That is a legitimate number one bona fide ace. Not saying Cole's not, not saying Nestor's not, but the way he commands a baseball game, he paints 99, he paints a hundred. His pitches are wipeout. His pitch mix is good. He keeps it simple. I don't know. Uh, and it's not, I, I fully expect you both to say I'm wrong here, but maybe, and maybe I'm just being caught up in the moment, but I, I, and I was looking at their stats from Luis Severino's 2017, 2018 and Cole's uh, two years on the Astros. And they're damn close. We've looked at it before. I mean, Cole, the only thing that gives him the nod is the ridiculous year he had where he struck out 300 plus and, even then, their numbers – I mean, Sevy had him beat the year before. So, I and it, I don't know. I, I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts, but I legitimately think from a pure pitching perspective, take a guy, take his talent, take the injuries out of it. I, leg, I really and truly believe that he might be the best pitcher on this roster. So, Murph, do you want to start? I'm, I'm not going to shit on that because I don't think it's, like, that crazy. I just think that – I think you taking the injuries out of it is a big thing. And like, he does look that dominant and he, I'm saying talent, talent, just talent, talent wise. No, talent I agree. Alone, but I, I, think I just think that Garrett Cole, natural, really good. So I, I'll give that. I will give you that over Nestor. Definitely. And I don't think, you know, I think he's obviously more talented than Nestor. Nestor's absolutely a hell of a pitcher, but he's a little bit of an anomaly. He was never supposed to be this good. Whereas Sevy kind of was, and he's, and he's because he's had this talent. And like you said, the injury has been holding him out of it. But the, once you say he's more than Garrett Cole, I feel like that's a little – and I'm I'm going to emphasize that that's a little bit of a stretch because I think that everything you said is absolutely right. But when Garrett Cole is Garrett Cole, I don't really think that there's a better pitcher in baseball other than like Max Serger and Jacob deGrom basically. Okay, but when like Luis Severino is Luis Severino. I know, I just I him, think that tonight, Cole – Tonight is the perfect example – and that's why I wanted to bring it up because tonight is when Luis Severino's Luis Severino. This is I the agree. guy we know. This is the guy that we fell in love with. This isn't just a, a like Jameson Tyone, and I like Jameson Tyone. I think he's the perfect four pitcher on this rotation or five mm-hmm. pitcher at this point. He, when he goes seven and a third, he strikes out ten and he gives up a run. That's an outlier. This for yeah. Luis Severino, maybe not seven no hit innings but seven dominant innings. Mm-hmm. That's what we expect from him. That is, and that's what you should expect from and him. And I agree. And he is, and we, we tempered those expectations because of injury, but when he's healthy, 
he is as talented as anybody in this league, not named Scherzer, not named DeGrom. I agree. I, and I, but I, I, really I also think that. Cole is that other name, though, that he's not quite there yet. Because yeah, I agree with the one thing that I said, and that I think this is enough of a hot take to make it a hot take, and I would call you safe on is calling him an ace. In there, you know, some teams don't have aces, some teams have three aces. I don't think Nestor is necessarily an ace, and I don't think Tyone is necessarily an ace. There's something intangible about an ace where it's just a dominance. And when you see Seve pitch a game like he had tonight versus Tyone, when he was lighting it up earlier in the year, it's like, this is Seve. This is his talent. This is what he can do night in and night out. Injuries have prevented that, but he's an ace because you can, you can just, it's intangible and you can tell. And Cole has that too. He doesn't have it every night, obviously, especially not recently, but I think that he has that, that dog in him intangible, that dog in him. Yeah. Where he's an ace. And I agree with that. I don't know if I could say that he's more talented than Cole necessarily, but I think that everything everything that you said in support of that is true. But so so wait, let me let counter- me go. So I I want to say that I I I I don't know if I agree with you, but I I do like the argument you made, and the argument you made doesn't even doesn't even need to be said considering what, the way we've seen Sevy pitch the last two nights alone. He just he's pitched great. It does look like vintage Sevy. That's extremely, extremely exciting just because of the, the impact that he can have. And he, he's the reason why I really said it's him and Nestor, really the reason why I, I made my round in third that about the starting pitching. But it was really zeroed in on, on Sevy and Nestor. So, I mean, man, if Sevy's pitching like that, like the way he is, there is, there's not a team in baseball that I'm scared of because he can truly take over a game like that, like we saw tonight, albeit it was against the Rangers. But... That, honestly, for everybody watching that game, it didn't matter who, what team was against him there. He was that was Sevy's night. He was striking out everybody. That was just the way it was going to go. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. He, he's one of the main reasons why I'm, I'm confident in this team moving forward is because when you strut, when you strut some guy out like him, then you could beat anybody. So, I think, you know. I'm going to go with Seve being the more talented guy right now just because of the – and I'm probably being also a prisoner of the moment, so I'll call you safe there, but it, it's tough to say otherwise considering the, the struggles of Cole, at least in blow-up innings, or, or allowing the home run ball. I know that's not everything, and I and I know he's still having a, a pretty good year, but, I mean, Luis Severino, the way he's pitching right now, I think I'll, I'll throw the caveat in there that when he's pitching like this, he's absolutely the most talented person on the roster. It's just – like when you, he's like healthy, you said, he is pitching like right, this. and I, I think that's, that's an enormous thing. caveat because I and like you said, Murph, you can't dismiss that, and that's the only reason why I always bring that up is because he is always hurt, and that's just I hope that's not the case, and that's why you think I have this hatred for him. I love the pitcher that threw tonight. I don't hate Luis Severino. I love him he if he's doing what no he's doing shit. tonight, and that's just when he's available. You're right. I need him to be he available. He's no shit and... my favorite player on this team when he's healthy. He's so fucking fun to watch. Show me another guy. Like, I have that image of him striking. I don't even remember who it was, but he struck him yeah, out in that, eight, in, just roaring. in that A's game, and it's the fucking yep. boat, bases loaded, fist clenched. Albeit self-inflicted, but yeah. That's my guy right there, dude. Like I love Luis. <laughs> well, you, and then every time they pan to him in the dugout, like he's just he's I can I can only assume he's a great locker room guy. He has like to not be. that that matters, but like he he just like he's always he embodies like everything you want anybody on your team to be off the field too. And like when he's on, like he's on and he's 
Yeah, I, yeah. Um, it's that intangible, I guess, that I'm still talking about. But I think I'm only going to call you out because I think Cole at his best is tough to beat by anybody. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that you're wrong. This is one of those things that I'll say is a good problem to have. When you put Cole and Seve head to head and they're both at their best, I don't, I don't know that there's a winner. I think if you put them head to head and they're both throwing their absolute best, if you could put this in a machine and churn out a result and they're both at their exact best, I think they split 10 games. I actually believe that. I think they're five and five. I think they're that similar when they're both on. I'll tell you one thing. He's the best goddamn three starter in, in the playoffs. Like that's no crazy. team has a better three starter. That's wild. If that's, had he been healthy on. this whole year, I mean, yeah, that's why I'm confident in this team right now. And I, I, I don't want to act like I'm just flip flopping. I mean, when you have those three guys going out in, in three individual games and then you have Aaron judge on your team, I mean, anything can happen. You could beat anybody. And like Aaron judge on top of a team that is, that is, hitting well around him now. And that's the one big thing that we were talking about is that if we're going to make a run, it can't just be Aaron judge, but right now it's not. And that's the only reason why I think this team can tango with anybody. So, um, yeah, I think that's it for me. Unless you guys had anything else you guys wanted to talk about. That's about it. All right. So, uh, next time we chat with you guys, it will be on Thursday and it will be at the conclusion of the regular season. We'll do a little bit of wrap up, and uh, start to preview the playoffs a little bit. And, uh, yeah. One last thing is if the season were to end today, one thing that did shake up is that the Rays would be in our portion of the, of the, of the bracket. So we would potentially face them as opposed to the winner of the Guardians versus the Mariners. And I personally am happy about that because I'd rather face the Rays than the Mariners. I think the Mariners are one of the scarier Something. teams. Something funky about the trot, man. That's all I'm saying. Something funky about the trot. I don't like it. We would get but more home games, a, though. So, uh, well, from a pure like talent perspective, obviously, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think it's particularly close. I think the Yankees yeah, it's not them close. out of the water if you look at their paper roster. But the trot, man, fuck that place. But I also just the Mariners. Something that, about yeah. division. Something about in division games in the playoffs too is just, you know, I'd, I'd much rather see Cleveland. They, I'll tell you what, I, I'm borderline more nervous for the first round than the second. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah we're probably going to run in. If we get through the first round, we'll probably run into Houston, and that is – Houston is probably a better team. I'm sorry. They are. That's just me. Are you honest. saying it because you think that people will look past – like the teams will look past it and then get – Not the team. Shocked. But not the team, but there's a – like. I think when you play Houston in a seven-game series, talent will prevail. I think you can get up for that series, and I think you can you can make something happen in seven games. The yeah. five-game short series against these sneaky teams like the Mariners, where you're they're going to roll out Castillo and Robbie Ray. We don't hit either of those guys well. If you play the Rays, they're going to roll out Glasnow and McClanahan or whatever else they have there. Is Glasnow really back? Glasnow's back. He won't go long, but he'll 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 pitch. He won't go long, but he'll probably he'll probably go like two innings, maybe three. But yes, I agree. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. There's so many in that ALDS matchups, and uh, the Guardians, sneaky team. I mean, they've got good pitching. They do every all the little things right. There's so many sneaky teams in a short series that can sneak up and pop you. 
I'm, I'm a little nervous. Like, I feel like at that point, the little things can kind of sneak up on you faster than in a, a championship series. If we play seven games with the Astros, I think it'll go to seven games. And I think it can go either way. I pick the Astros because I haven't seen them do it. And we've had the same core group of guys for a while, and they haven't been able to do it. And that's just me trying to cope with myself. I'll believe guess it when I see guess we would probably it. be pitching game seven. Of what? Oh, the CS? Probably Cole. I mean, no shit. Or Severino? Could be Sevy. Think about it. If it's one, two, three, three, four, one, two, three. If it's one, two, three, four, one, two, three. It would be six. It would be Sevy. No, he wouldn't. That would be that'd be wild. That'd be game seven. Yeah. Yeah. One, two, Seve? three, four, one, two, three. One, two, oh, three. One, two, it'd be, you think they go four? Nestor, Cole, Nestor, Sevy, Tyone, and then. Do you think they do Cole, that? Nestor, or Sevy. do you think they do three men? I think they would probably do one. I mean, it, depend- it, would, it, it, it depends on the situation. Yeah, at the yeah. time. When it depends roll- when the elimination games start, really. If you roll into that and game five is an elimination game, you're going to have Cole going on short rest. That's a fact. If yeah, you- and it depends how starters ended up going. Did somebody go short and then had to be piggybacked by another like by Tyone early because he's the fourth guy or or Domingo or both are used. So, yeah, yeah it all depends. I guess my yeah, whole right. point and everything that I'm saying here is don't look past this division round. A lot of people are saying, oh, they're just going to get knocked out by the Astros again or, oh, I can't wait till the Astros match up whatever side of that coin you're on. There's a lot of sneaky teams in that DS. Whatever way the brackets shake out, I'm not – comfortable like those aren't teams that i'm scared of but i like it doesn't give me a i don't feel confident i guess and it's not a knock on the yankees it's because these teams are just i, I mean the mariners are a pesky team they do a lot of things right they have yeah. good pitching yeah. same with toronto, same with the toronto. Got I mean, one of the, the best rosters on paper in baseball yeah and, i mean and we, we kind of have their number i feel like maybe that's not actually the case but i, I mean still the i don't guardians see scare me so much they're the I'm terrified team. of the Guardians because they do everything right. They're not the most overly talented roster in the world, but the little things, everything is just fucking pinpoint. We know how to get it done, and that scares me. So Terry Francona, baseball. I I don't know. I'm just saying I think if we win the World Series, it would be well fucking deserved. I'll tell you that much because we mm. are not going to be going through. It's not going to be. 2019 going through the twins who you just beat the piss out of every game like yeah we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go through some teams and- no it'd be the crazy it's gonna be one of the more wild routes to winning a world series we'd have to go through one of these pesky teams like you're saying the astros and then the dodgers braves or mets and all three of those are pretty good teams also shout out to the mets for blowing their 10 game lead yep bringing up alvarez just in time to blow it <laughs> What a bunch uh, of cocks. Yeah, last last thing I wanted to say is what are your what are the odds you think that judge like, do you, percentage chance you think that he that he actually does the damn thing? Because I'm not really feeling good about it. I would 60. say fifty fifty. And that sucks. I'm I'm really pissed off about it too, because today I spent way more time than I should have. And I sat there and I broke down swings from his really, really hot streak to get to sixty and then since then where he's got one home run in the last like 13 games or whatever the number is. And there's just like, I, it's not a difference in the swing. Like I don't see a whole lot of differences. I broke all these motherfuckers down frame by frame and they're pretty damn similar. The only thing I guess my theory would be is that because they're being so careful pitching to him that he's pressing a little bit on pitches out of the zone. 
Mm. And that's like today you saw in the first inning, he rolled over on a ball to third. That was just kind of how often do you see Aaron judge not take a confident swing where he was out on his front foot, rolling over a ball to the third baseman. I can't tell you another time that sticks out in my mind. Like DJ LeMahieu, I'm going to use this as an example. I love DJ LeMahieu. I think he's a fantastic hitter. One of the better pure hitters we've seen on this team in a long time. When he had his down spell, you can think of instances where he's out on his front foot rolling the ball over. Aaron Judge has been here since 2017, 2016, the back half of it. I can't think of an off-balance, throw-my-ass-out-and-flip-my-wrist-over swing in those five years. Or, mm. yeah, that is five years. Good quick math. But today I saw that. And it's to me, it looks a little bit like a – and again, I'm not a fucking hitting coach. I don't know anything. But – it looks to me like he's not getting a lot of strikes and he's not necessarily guessing, but he's not expecting to get strikes. So when he's getting good pitches, he's not swinging at him. And then he's getting himself into pitcher friendly counts. And then once he gets into those, he has one of the best eyes in the game, but it's also like, fuck, if I don't swing, then I I think it's a compilation of those things. But as far as mechanics go, everything looks damn near identical. Yeah. I feel like he's either, I mean, once he hits 62, he might get an off day here or there. But, like, if he's exhausted, I think if he hits the 62nd, then he's going to, he might rest till the player just for fun. Like, or, but, well, like if it's in the same game or, or, or whatever. But I feel like either way, whether he gets there or he doesn't, I feel like it's going to be a huge weight off his shoulders going into the playoffs. Like, I feel like he, if he doesn't get it, he can take those couple days, like reset, be like, not a big deal team guy. Like, I, I feel like he's okay with that he's okay with just tying it yeah. but in the day-to-day at bat to at bat pitch to pitch pressure right. of it right you know like it it's not so all said and done it, yet yeah so he, he's once he, he hits is, it that's yeah. off his shoulders that way too but yeah. even if he doesn't once the season's over and he has a couple of days to digest it and you know readjust get into playoff mode like i feel like he's gonna he can make that transition well and he's not going to be overthinking at bats the way anybody would now with the, all the cameras on and Right, the college football games and all. Yeah, that. and and now he would take he'll take those bases every time he's walking twenty five percent of the time right now he'll take that walk all day and so will I because in a playoff game if you get one guy on every if he's a guaranteed on like honestly he's been batting leadoff because we want him to get the most at bats possible if they're just gonna walk him that is a that is the best leadoff hitter you can have in in, in the world because if he's just going to get five hundred on base. if he's going to get on base every single time that's starting off the game with a with a base runner every single time. So, um, with that being said, he is batting three eleven right now. Luis Arise is three fifteen. The they the likelihood him. they keep sitting him. Arise hasn't played in like three days. Is it because of yeah. the the batting average leaders? He has a hamstring injury, but it's because of the batting average leader. He's leading the AL and batting average is kind of pussy. Um, with that being beat said, him on the field, beat him off it. with that being said, I don't think he's going to get the triple crown. Unfortunately, it doesn't make it any, I guess it doesn't make it even slightly less and more impressive. It doesn't make it slightly less it, it impressive. It would make it more impressive. I, I think it's just a title though. Like he's still, it is more impressive. Yes, but it's I mean, still very, it doesn't take away from, it like barely takes away from the season he's having regardless. Um, I know your answer Murph. Do you think there's any chance he starts to swing a little harder? Uh, I, I know, games, yes, that's. I know that was your argument. He's not going to change his swing this close to the playoffs. But like, you're not going to get the batting average. It doesn't really matter at this point. I feel like he, he you should just put a couple of big no. meaty swings on there. I don't know. 
Absolutely he's not, not going to. And that's that's why to. that's why I looked at so many of these fucking at bats today. Is because I wanted to see if there was anything different. And the only thing that I saw, and I'm probably not even right on this, is that his leg kick looks maybe like an inch or two higher over the last few. But like everything, hands, everything. If you break them down side by side, frame by frame, it's fucking identical. Which I mean, that's what leads you to be this hitter that you are. Yeah. But I mean, I looked at two pitches that were the exact same pitch, exact same location. One was a home run, one was a strikeout, and there was. I mean, there's not really a whole lot of a difference. He really, it really, uh, and I'm sad to say because I wanted more to talk about and be like, oh yeah, look, you can clearly point to X, and it looks like he might be pressing, but. I I really think it's just the nobody's throwing to him. Granted, they did tonight, and that's the Texas manager. I think it was the GM said, we're going to throw to him. Like, we have nothing to play for. I told my guys, let's fucking, like, throw to him. Did you see that? Yeah. So, I, I, one, I respect, I respect that. It. Thank you. Yeah, And also, before we go, fuck the Orioles. You have nothing to play for. Why are you intentionally walking the guy? I'm not saying throw him a fucking cupcake, but grow at least half of a fucking ball and throw him yeah. pitches that, you know, challenge the guy. Uh, I don't know, man. I hope I'm wrong, I but I, I don't think he's – it's just not looking good. I think there's a 25% chance in my mind that he, he, he does it. That sucks. I, know. I don't know about 25, but yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't at this point, which sucks, but he is in the record book. Before we go, I have one last thing for you. Yeah. How many last things are we going to have? I don't know. Well, this, this <laughs> one's important kidding. that I just saw. Jack Curry, the official spokesman of the Yankees, in case you're wondering. And the official, you official Spotify. Mm. Severino has a $15 million club option for 2023. That's no a very brainer. easy decision for the Yankees. No well, brainer. I'm just saying earlier in the year, Luke, especially looking at you over there in the fucking far right box was like, oh yeah, I don't think they pick up his option. There's no way. I think it's a no brainer as well. Personally, he's pitching I mean, like this. It's hard to make the argument against it. And again, like I've argued time and time again, the only reason he was shut down on the 60 day was to limit his innings because they won't, they will not let him pitch. If he's out there, he's going to throw. Like today, when you saw him get pulled out of the no-hitter, he wouldn't even look Boone in the face. He literally looked like my fucking dog when I'm taking away his toy. Like, he just wouldn't even fucking look at him. He's staring at the roof, like, everywhere. He's like, no. Like, you, they were reading his lips on the thing. I was like, I got to take you out. I'm sorry. We need you for later. And so he was just shaking his head, staring at the fucking roof. Like, that's 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 a guy you want on your team, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a guy you want out there every day. Is a guy that's gonna give you. He's gonna pitch till his fucking arm falls off for that team. He wants to be there, and I I love the guy. I love him, and I hope I hope to God they do pick up his fucking fifteen million dollar option. I hope he gets a full healthy season under his belt before he hits free agency and he gets fucking paid. Yeah, do I mean, look at Zach Wheeler. No, yeah. but I think somebody will look at Zach Wheeler. I mean, he was not even half the pitcher Severino was for his younger years. He had the potential, but he had a lot of injury plagued years. He should, he flashed potential. And I would argue not even as much. And he got, he got what a hundred million dollars from the Phillies. Severino's going to get paid when he's a free agent. Absolutely. Fucking barring a crazy, like season ending injury. He's going to get in that hundred million dollar range. And 
I, I don't think the Yankees ultimately pony up for him, but I I hope somebody does because I, I think that's probably the best comparison I have is Zach Wheeler as far as career trajectory goes. So he's going to be on the Giants. Him and Judge? Teammates once again? No. Judge is going to be a Yankee. Did you see who? I think it was Michael K. said he had a 60% chance to be a Yankee. Said if it gets to 10 years, the Yankees are walking. He'll be a Yankee. All right, that's it from me. Um, it's getting a little late. All right. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.